All right. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 133. Today, we're going to be talking about WordPress 4.2. Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. It's going to be a very short introduction. Drew, tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Drew. Was <laughs> that short enough? <laughs> Hi, my name is Drew. I'm a developer. <laughs> Uh, Docs Committer for WordPress Core, and I was recently the WordPress 4.2 release lead. Very cool. What about you, Steve? I am Steve Zengit. I am the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup, and we'll be meeting tonight at my office at 7 o'clock. Very cool. What about you, Suzette? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank, and I am a freelance WordPress professional, and I am a teacher with Girl Develop It, and I have a class coming up. Uh, it's an HTML and CSS refresher. Very so cool. So if you haven't used it in a while and need a refresher, it's a good class to take. I, I need a refresher anyway, and I use it every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog over at WPmedia.pro and JasonTucker.us. So, wow, that was quick. That was, uh, what, 15 seconds? That's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that was like the quickest intro ever, I think. Let's make this a 15-minute show today. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you may, we'll see. So, <laughs> so uh, WordPress 4.2 um, came out, and, um, you know, Steve Last was even... Thursday. Yeah, Steve was asking, he's like, did that already come out? Because, you know, the, the, the previous uh, meetup that you kind of talked about it, you were talking about it, you know, as if it was going to be coming out. So, yeah. um, how's everything, how's everything looking with it? I think it's looking great so far. Um, awesome. You know, every release has its little bugs after, after the fact, but I think we're looking pretty good at this point. And well, we that just never about, happens. We just about hit our date too, which is pretty exciting for me. That's good. Uh, we didn't really we didn't really anticipate having a, a point release like the day before release, so it was probably the smart move to move it back. So this one is uh, codenamed Pal, right? That's right. And that's um, a jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So how how do you get picked to be the guy, the the guy that manages the release? Uh, well, you know, I don't know yet. Did you draw the short straw, or what happened? You know, I think the easiest way to, to think about it is uh, if you consistently show up and do what you say you're going to do, then good things will happen. And that's pretty much how the core team works. You know, this was my 10th okay. release. So I showed up for 10 releases, and then they asked me to lead one. So I don't know if it'll take everyone um, 10 releases, but... So this is your first one as the lead. That's right. Okay. Uh, how much? Hang on a second. Define okay. that. So you you showed up for ten releases. What does that mean? I mean, I I gradually gradually progressed and gradually got more and more active as those ten releases went by, right? So I was a core contributor for like the first three or four, then recent rock star, then contributing developer, then docs committer, then release lead. So it was you know it was okay a progression really. I'm asking for the edification of our audience. I, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of people who ask us, "How do you get involved? You know, how, how do you how do you get how do you become part of the core team?" Honestly, one of the best ways to do it is to show up and start doing the jobs that no one else wants to what do. I, what, did, what did I just say? The job no one like who really enjoys doing docs. Nobody yeah. enjoys writing the documentation. It's a long thing that most folks have to slug through. But Drew stepped up. 
uh, along with Kim, and really knocked out a huge chunk of it, got folks excited, got folks active on it. And to actually chase down the things that, I mean, everyone is always going to be excited to work on the shiny new features that everyone might be eager to do, but to actually pay down the technical debt and to work on the infrastructure, that's how you establish yourself as a stable, reliable person that the core team can really rely on and turn to as a release plan. Come on, who's the one that brought in emojis? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love emojis. my favorite. <laughs> emojis. You know, it's absolutely true, though. It's like, you know, and I'm not even necessarily, at, when I started, I wasn't even the, the most qualified to take on maintaining inline documentation in core. It's mostly that there was a giant hole and someone needed to step up, and so I did. Right? That's why I am where I am, because I stepped up. And I stepped out of my comfort zone, which now it's totally my comfort zone, and I actually enjoy it. Maybe that's Stockholm Syndrome I'm talking about. But, I mean, <laughs> but seriously speaking, I didn't really necessarily even know what I was doing when I started, but now, look where I am. So, But you have a day job, right? I do. I have a day job that pays me to do this half the time. <laughs> okay, good. So, okay. Talk about awesome. that a little bit. Well, so How does that at, ten work? Up, at ten up, I'm a developer, right? And I work on client projects half the time, and the other half the time, they donate my time to core. So when I was leading the four two release for the last three and a half months, they actually donated a hundred percent of my time for three and a half months. Wow. So, okay. Which I think means that I can never leave ten up because <laughs> now I owe them. <laughs> you, have te- you have technical debt and real debt. I think I have technical debt with ten up now. <laughs> If Steve did that, he would have gotten through, like, I don't know, half of Netflix. So that's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) No repeats. All right. Go ahead, Let's get on to the nuts and bolts. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that um, that came out within uh, 4.2. You know, I'm looking at the site here. I've I've been playing playing with it myself. Um, you know, dashboard looks the same, you know, so... <laughs> so there what, what are some little things in there that yeah. you'll notice, though, that are yeah. pretty yeah. awesome. There's a lot of really long-standing under-the-hood improvements, like uh, now you can enable conditional comments for JavaScript. So if you want to drop the uh, HTML5 shim in to enable, like, HTML5 support in older versions of Internet Explorer, you can actually you enqueue that properly uh, instead of just printing out in the head manually with conditional comments. Sure. Our, our, our audience just went... Well, all right, what? let me give you an example. I can give you one that they can, that they can relate to, all right? Okay. Yeah, this is this is not an emoji. This thing. Stupid, simplest <laughs> thing, right? If you're on the pages listing now, and you have a page set as your homepage or your blog page, that's notated in the list table now. I love that. That was the first thing so I noticed. So it says, like, this is your homepage or this is your blog's page. Which cool. and I think it even conditionally like disables the editor or something. Yeah, and the um, the editor itself got a nice update that I just saw put on Twitter last night. That if you're pasting in a hyperlink, uh, all you need to do is select the text, paste the link, and it'll automatically link by it. You don't need to actually go into the mobile anymore. Ooh. Some people, I mean, the problem I with like that, that is some people do not consider that to be a feature. <laughs> like. They're like, it's not supposed to work like that. I mean, I suppose once you know how it works, then it's... You just stop at work. It's not supposed to work. Yeah, well, I mean, of course it works. It's WordPress. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think like, there's a ton of stuff like that. Yeah. No, it's a, I it, think it, one of the biggest improvements in the customizer is the ability to preview themes that you have installed. Because that wasn't... You couldn't do that sure. before. You had to actually, like, log out and... Or, you know, do other stuff. But it's that's a really nice feature. Well, and the totally. best part about that is not just previewing themes, but you can preview the theme and change settings and stuff with that theme yeah. in the preview. And then if you exit it, it just, like, goes back to how it was before. Mm. So I'm, nice. I'm just waiting for somebody, like, to write a plugin that lets you, like, do presets, like, save your settings as presets and pass them from one site to another. Or, uh, you know, to, That's like, a good idea. I think there's endless possibilities with some of the stuff they're going to be doing in the customizer in the future. The one yeah. that sticks out to me is shared term splitting. <laughs> yeah, that's that part of the it's part of the taxonomy roadmap. You know, we've been moving more and more away from uh, like in so in this case we have terms that are shared across multiple taxonomies. Um, before they were like tied together with the term taxonomy ID, and it was like not super right. And I'm sure George can probably shed some light on this, but it's basically like. When you update one term that's shared with another, it creates a new term instead of updating all of them now. So now you don't have that problem where you have a tag and a category that have the same slug, and you like update one and it updates the other, and it gets really screwy. Right. You do that now. Just yeah, basically just closed a what was it a six or an eight year old ticket? It had been opened by Ryan McHugh when he was like twelve years old or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's been a very long-standing issue that is really really horrible if you hit it, but it's very hard to hit, uh, just because you need to have a category and a tag that are both named the same thing, and only want to change one of them. It's the users do that all the time though, so I could see that happening. Yeah, so um, this is just going to split it. And the only concern that developers need to be aware of is when you split it, uh, one of them is no longer going to have the same term ID. So if you had previously been referring to things by term ID, uh, you may be now be pointing at something that doesn't exist anymore. There's a couple ways to caveat for it, but you just need to be aware of it. But it's a relatively small fix. All right, so let's yeah. talk about one of my favorite features, which I think is a is a feature that's not used enough and, and really not that apparent to most people, is which is Press This. Yes. Oh, yes. This, this is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Press This, it's I've been awesome. using it. It's this. awesome, but it's hard to find it. Yeah, well, yeah. No. well if, you don't, if you don't know it exists, it, it, you, it, you just miss it. it it's an yeah. awesome feature. And so that it got is. an overhaul, right? Yeah. Actually, that's like little heavily little... JavaScript, right? You know, what, what that true? True? I, I actually wrote a little plugin over the weekend because I've started using it to write blog posts. Like I, I actually like it more than the standard editor. So I wrote so this little plugin that adds press this to the new, like the plus new drop down in the toolbar. Yeah. So I can cool. just link right to it and go to it and write a post. Yeah, make that you can just <laughs> you can just pull press this. WP admin slash press this dot PHP and you'll get a yeah. blank post editor. Easy. Yeah, simple. So press this is excellent for curating content. I mean, that's that's what this is for. Sure. Yeah, right. if it, so, the way it works, and I'm just going to explain this for our audience. If you don't use Go this, ahead. if you're looking, if you it, basically you you add a little bookmarklet. Here's how I use it. You put a little bookmarklet for press this in your bookmarks bar, right? You go to something that you want to curate or quote or, or pull from the from the internet. You select it. 
you click press this and it just creates a post with whatever you've selected. It formats it into a post for you. I mean, as a curation tool, it's it's awesome. It is. Absolutely. But I will say, I, I ran across that tool and I wanted to go back to it. It was hard to find, so if you're looking for it, it's under tools. Oh, and that's you find the bookmarklet. Or just go duplicated somewhere not under tools anymore. Because tools seemed like a very odd place to find it. It's it was. Tools. I it's just a terrible, terrible screen in, in and of yeah. itself. Yeah. <laughs> How do you really feel? Like it's a but great where else would you put it? Like, would you put it? I think it used to be in the writing settings. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was looking so, for it under writing. So you said it was somewhere else? No. Well, we I, also do. I thought it had been discussed. They didn't slap in the customizer yet. I don't know, I thought it might have been dropped into the dashboard or the settings writing or something, but that may have just it, been... It used to be in settings writing and tools, and we okay. took it out of writing, I think. Although it might still be in there. Is it, is, did we take it out? I think it's It's still. not in settings writing currently. Well, it's probably buried uh, under all the Jetpack settings. You can't find it. No, I'm looking on it. No, uh, I put it on a blank install. <laughs> I, I didn't find Sorry, it I except under tools. <laughs> I think it might be gone out of there. Oh... Uh. Oh, well. I, I like oh, it. Yeah. I like it, but I wish the only thing that it did that it that it did different is gave you the ability from like from the UI to be able to change the the look and feel of the output of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Without having to go and write a whole bunch of code to be able to get the, it to do the that. The default look though is very nice. The only thing that I thought was weird was that you couldn't pick like a featured image. Yeah, I think um, the. But, but everything else, like, I like how it was formatted. It was formatted. 4.3. 4. Yeah, you know, I think part <laughs> of it, too, is just the way they sort of envisioned the workflow of that. You know, it, you know, you probably don't, you're probably not going to finish your post in the Press This Editor, right? You're going to save the draft and go to the standard editor where you can do whatever you want. I think that was the initial thinking, but then when we sort of enforced the idea of feature parity, we're like, uh, yeah, you can't take the taxonomies out. Like, you have to add them back in. <laughs> Um, things like that. I think originally they were thinking that it would be sort of a very first hit, like a quick draft on steroids, and then you would go to the standard editor and finish. So that's why we lost them. If you you think of it as a content creation tool, or a curation tool, um, it it does exactly that. You know, like like Evernote. You know, that's what it's for. Evernote, yeah, sketch. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, emojis. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Everyone's favorite feature. I, some people are loving them. Some people are frustrated because it's adding a little bit of overhead to the front end with uh, polyfills and whatnot. Honestly, I like it. I'm excited to see the day when the polyfills aren't necessary and they can just run native. I think I'm more interested in the in the broader aspect of character support, not necessarily just emoji. I mean, emoji are cool, and the whole like emoji and slides thing is crazy, but really cool. But at the same time, I think the character support is the best. You know, like the the Han character support is huge. Oh yeah. Yeah, because now it has like Asian native. It has Asian character support natively. Sure. Yep. Chinese, Japanese, and Korean. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so basically updating a lot of the database structure to support the multi-byte character sets is fantastically important because I mean, if for no reason other than, I think it was probably two years ago, I was sitting down writing a little plugin that would scrape 
Instagram feeds, I think it was, and just like saved to the WordPress database for pulling up and displaying later. And every once in a while, the thing would just die. I would have no idea what happened. The data just <laughs> died. And I found out that it was because I was importing some strings that had multi-byte uh, emoji characters in it. And when I tried to write that to the database, it just gave up. It said, no, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not having any of that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I don't yeah, know. so uh, the fact <laughs> that we're not dying when someone tries to import a string that happens to include a multi-byte character is fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't like dying. Dying is bad. <laughs> suggest avoiding it. Highly recommend so, uh, we we got we got we got two new embeds right. Sorry, excuse me, native embeds inside of WordPress. So we got support mm-hmm. for Tumblr, which was which was killer, and then Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Well, there's actually a caveat with the Tumblr one. Okay. <laughs> it actually uh, okay. So it only works it, it only works for Tumblr.com Tumblrs. So if you're running your uh, tum- Tumblr behind a subdomain, because there's no, there's currently no way for us to de- like the discovery and OEMBED is not turned on, so there's no way to like detect if it's a Tumblog unless it's on Tumblr.com because we're matching. Well, the subdomain of Tumblr.com. Right, or the subdomain of Tumblr.com. So I think in four three they're gonna do some trickery to make it work with everything, but that's hmm. so like we just made a little change to the string in the about page that says Tumblr.com. And Kickstarter. <laughs> that was... So so if I try to embed SuzetteAngryCats.tumblr.com, then I'm going to have a problem. No, that'll work fine because that's a subdomain. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. but okay. SuzetteAngryCats.com wouldn't if it right. was. A if you, oh, oh, my God. If she, yeah. she has her own custom domain for her Tumblr yeah. on cat, Angry Cats. <laughs> Sorry, Suzette. But it's still, I mean, it works amazingly <laughs> well. It looks great. Cool. That's cool. Uh, updates. Well, you know, let's talk, actually, uh, Jason, I was going to say, just for, for our audience, just yeah. so they understand what, what we're talking about here, a, a native embed is something where you actually just take the URL of a Tumblr page and put it into the body of your post, and then WordPress does the rest. It turns it yeah. into a Tumblr card. Or, I, don't know what you call, I don't know what a Tumblr thing is. It's either a Twitter card or a... <laughs> that sounds about right. What's like a, a Tumblr what's card. A Tumblr card. I just made it a Tumblr card. We <laughs> could use that. <laughs> just like magically shows up okay. in your editor. You know? Yeah, just like we used to get a YouTube video in there or a Vimeo or something like that. Or it just automatically pops yeah. it in there. But the, but the key here is, is, is and for those of you who haven't used more recent versions of WordPress, is you don't have to take the entire embed code from YouTube anymore. You just take the yeah, YouTube URL, you paste that. it in, and then WordPress oh, does yeah. the rest. What's that, Suzette? People still do that. They still use like the whole Vimeo. I'm trying to tell them about OEmbeds, but I think they're awesome. Hey, nice well, t-shirt. Isn't this <laughs> a great t-shirt? Yeah, I love, I love it. that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, I mean, Suzette, as, as long as they're using the visual editor, I think it'll eventually sink in, just because it's instant. You know, yeah. like the, yeah. the stuff is pretty. It's pretty darn cool now. Uh, I'm with client... you that, most most people don't know this. Like I, I do. I do this with my clients all the time. I show that I'm I'm constantly teaching them how to go get the URL of a YouTube <laughs> or a, or a tweet, and then paste it in without doing the whole share code. Or maybe it's uh, like ahead, too sorry. good. Do Do you one ever wonder if it's like too good? Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's you've made it. You've like, made it too easy. They they have they can't figure it out because it's too easy. 
All the problems. Too easy. There's not nearly enough <laughs> trial, you know, in, in the... Right, I need more steps. <laughs> <laughs> we need to Windowsize it, you know? There's like, <laughs> <laughs> a, a plug-in that adds Clippy. You know, yeah, there you is, know actually, that's right. Didn't, uh, <laughs> I thought that, that got taken down for like a copyright on Clippy from Microsoft or something. Or oh, probably got a cease and desist. Yeah, it's still there. WP dash Clippy. Clippy. I think it might just be too easy. That's the problem. Same with like drag and drop uploads. It's just, it's too obvious. We need to make it less obvious. <laughs> you know, you know what we could do. We could put some stuff in the help text, and that would be a great way to make it less obvious. We could make a whole group about it. <laughs> no one we could also start that. training users to look at the. We could also. Out. We could also use Drupal. Uh, I'm not going no, there. No, that's like a whole. <laughs> so the next topic. <laughs> so, uh, I I love Drupal. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Dreamline. I've never updates. used it. Is pretty, right, yeah, is pretty we awesome. Always, we could always use we could always use Joomla. Should I keep going? <laughs> no, they use I think that's an Joomla. option with Jetpack. As long it? as you're continuing with open source projects, I will have no issues. The minute you start saying, "Hey, we could use this proprietary OSIT solution," I'll start giving you dirty looks. Jason, make sure you edit this stuff, this section out. Uh, oh yeah, I, I <laughs> oh yeah, no, no problem. We go straight to tape, dude. So, um, <laughs> streamline plugin updates. I, I think that's a pretty pretty sweet way of being able to do updates now. Um, you know, the, the idea is that you see your list of updates, you go and click on the update button, and then it just magically updates without having to, you know, update the screen, you know, like do a whole page refresh. It just goes yeah. through and just updates each one of the plugins. It's amazing. That's, I love that because there's always that moment when you used to click update and it would go to another screen and you're all like, please work, please work, please work. So now that, that's been eliminated. Now, so now nice. this this may possibly be the one feature that is that has become too easy to break your site. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe, I mean, what that's true. What happened? What, well. When does the white screen occur in this in this in this in this process? If you install a conflicting plugin or a bad plugin, well, I'm pretty sure it happens after 30 seconds when PHP times out. But, <laughs> 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 but it, it fires it off through Ajax, you know. Through it's just a. I don't think I'm you know, kidding. I, this is this 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 is, this is a great feature. This is a great feature, and one you should you should turn off plugin updates for your clients anyway. Uh oh, we're going into that one, huh, Steve? I'm not. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Come on, like, guys, water cooler. Come on, somebody hey. has to play some part today. Hey, as long as you're not turning off <laughs> auto updates for your clients, I got no beef. All right. Yeah, auto turn off auto updates, but I mean. Uh, okay. All right. We we'll yeah. save all of this for next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> Next. So what what kind of uh, what kind of uh, under the hood type stuff have you did you that 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 has been implemented that you liked? Uh, okay, so I got two. The first one is absolutely the uh, WP A11Y Speak feature that got put in. Okay. Um, it basically it's it lets your JavaScript send audible notifications to screen readers. So like whereas oh, before, wow. all right, so let me give you a great example. We actually used it with the new uh, Shiny updates, right? 
when you click the button, the button changes and it says updating or whatever, and there's a little spinny thing. And before, like, that would just happen, and then after it happened, you know, maybe the screen readers would get some kind of notification, but usually not. Like, they would click the button and then just pray that it works. So does it do, like, the Jeopardy song now, or or what's the difference? Well, that would be pretty cool, but (laughs) I I think it just sends a notification that says this whatever plugin is updating now. And then when it's done, it says whatever plugin was updated. So it sends, like, real-time notifications to screen readers, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. Um, The second one was also on the About page, and that's it's complex ordering, query ordering. Um, And basically what it lets you do is before, you know, you could, like, order by fields or number fields, meta fields, like, in a query, right? Um, but you couldn't order by like a meta clause, which would be like, if you do a meta a meta clause of like, you know, in in a state called Colorado, right? But not in a state called Wyoming. Those are two different clauses. Right. You can now order by those clauses, right? So it it gets pretty crazy. Like you could do some pretty crazy stuff with query ordering now, and that's, I think, having uh, Boone Gerges in there doing that kind of stuff is awesome because he knows absolutely what he's doing. And we're I think we're seeing a lot of really cool improvements going in there. I love Boone. He's, yeah, I just saw awesome. the I saw the track the track ticket for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. And also, we found a way to sort of just like latch it on onto the existing API so we didn't really have to change it much. Just pretty cool. <laughs> We all love Boone. <laughs> Thanks, Boone. So, how, how, do you, how do you choose which features go into which release, and and how do you know what's coming out? How do you how do you choose which coming in four three? Honestly, I think it's a balance of finding of of a resourcing how many people and sort of what their interests are and skill level are, matched with how ready it is, whatever it is. You know, and okay. I think a lot of the decision making really comes down to resourcing, right? You're working in a project that is staffed by volunteers. It's not like at a company where you have people who are paid to do it. It's like with volunteers, they say they're going to do it, and you hope that they actually mean it, right? <laughs> and when they and when what? they don't mean it, and when they don't, and, it, and it's not anything against them. I mean, they're volunteers; they're giving you their free time. So you have to kind of work around those constraints of what can I feasibly get done in, say, the next three months or the next month or whatever? And then I mean, you figure out... A lot of it is much simpler now that we've moved to the features as plugins. So the Absolutely. larger things uh, can be iterated on for as long as it takes and just rolled in when they're ready. So I mean, currently we've got, like, short tape, which is a really cool way of uh, letting you modify short codes in the editor. We've got responsive images. We've got uh, image flow. There's a number of others that are currently being created on... So sure. it's never going to hold up a release. We just, if they're not ready yet, we won't ship them yet. Yep. And a cool. lot of it, and that that sort of that sort of thinking goes into, like when something goes into a release, right? Like there's big things that have to go in at the beginning because they need to soak for the entire release. So a lot of times stuff will get punted toward the end of a release because it's just too big to go in that late, right? So. That's how we know what goes into 4.3, because it was too late to was go into 4.2. <laughs> uh, we're out of time. I was going to ask you another question, but I think we're out of time. we got 30 seconds, Steve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was there anything that was punted for 
Was there anything that was punted for 4.2? Shiny installs for themes and core. It's mm. coming. We'll have it soon. Very cool. cool. Well, that about does it for today. Make sure you go to our website at wpwirecore.com and click on the links there. We have all the show notes and all the links of everything that we've talked about, including track tickets. Crazy. Uh, make sure you go to the uh, website there and also click on the subscribe buttons on YouTube and all the other things. Thank you very much for uh, being on the show today, and you guys have a good rest of your day. Bye. Great job. Bye. Bye.